My dad used to like to tell me that there are only two things in this world that are certain and without doubt, those being death and taxes. That expression, we say, came from Benjamin Franklin in the 1700s, but I have a feeling it's been around a lot longer than that. This past Tuesday, we proved the taxes part true, as folks rushed to file their forms and pay what was owed or file for an extension. That's the one thing that we can count on, at least right now, is come the middle of April, the tax man wants to be paid. But on this second Sunday of Easter, we as a people of faith call in to question the certainty of that second part. Our gospel this morning picks up right where we left off last week. We ended with Mary Magdalene going to the disciples and saying, I have seen the Lord and that Jesus is going to his Father and that his Father is our Father. Now John doesn't tell us how the disciples reacted in that moment, but when we open our reading today, it becomes clear that they are afraid. The disciples receive this gospel from Mary, but they do not go out into the streets proclaiming what had happened. Instead, they go back to their familiar meeting place and lock the doors. And into this place of their fear, Jesus appears to the community of disciples. He appears and he gives not judgment, but peace. And he holds out his hands and shows them the wounds so that they could see them, so that they could believe. And then Jesus breathes on him, breathes out the life of God and the Holy Spirit to them and says, just as I have been sent, you are sent. Go into the world forgiving sins. Now... It does seem that the disciples maybe walked out their locked door, but they maybe didn't make it very far because the next thing we find out is they've gone to Thomas, the twin. Now, you may not remember, but we've met Thomas before. Back in that story about Jesus going to Bethany to raise Lazarus, when all the disciples tell him, don't go, they want to kill you there, it's Thomas who somewhat foolishly and eagerly steps up and says, we must go with him so that we may die with him. And Thomas comes again a little bit later when Jesus is explaining to his disciples that he will return to the Father and prepare a place for them and that where he is going, they cannot yet go. And Thomas again says, Lord, where are you going? How can we know the way? But it's Thomas's last appearance in this gospel that gives him the nickname that has echoed through the ages, which is Doubting Thomas. We call him this because when he hears the news from the disciples, he says just as plainly as he has said before, if I don't see the mark on his hands and touch his side, I will not believe. I think it's unfair to call Thomas doubting. Thomas's response to what he has heard is reasonable and logical. 
Thomas's early appearances, earlier appearances in the Gospels mark him as a believer, desperately wanting to follow Jesus even to the point of death, even when he didn't know what that meant. Thomas did believe, but he is part of that same world where the only certainty is death and taxes. So when Thomas hears the news from the disciples, what he asks for is what they have already received. He asks for the proof that they had gotten in that upper room. Now we don't know where Thomas was, why he wasn't in that room when Jesus first showed up, and we don't know where he was when the disciples find him, but there is a sense that Thomas has separated himself from the community. And I think Thomas perhaps shows his greatest faith, because while saying that he can't believe until he sees, he returns to the community of the disciples. And so we next see him in that same familiar meeting room with the doors shut yet again, and Jesus again appears. And again, there is no judgment, there is not anger, there is not frustration, there is an offer of peace and the holding out of hands and saying, come, touch, see, believe. And in that moment, Thomas says, my Lord and my God. Now, I think we can learn a couple of things from this story. One is perhaps that believing doesn't mean that we leave all doubt behind. It also means that sometimes we believe the best and the clearest when we come into a community. There are a lot of folks out there in the world that talk about being spiritual but not religious that they find their touchstones with God out in the world and they don't need the church. And that in some sense the church holds them back. But when we look at this pattern of this continuing Easter story, we see what God is calling us to do. Mary experiences the risen Jesus at the tomb and she is sent and she shares the good news with the disciples. And the disciples, it's not quite enough for them to understand. And so they experience the risen Jesus in their community. And Jesus gives them peace and the Holy Spirit. And they are sent again and they go to Thomas. And it's all back again of experience of Jesus, sharing the story, inviting into community. Our Easter story tells us a lot about how we are called to evangelize. The good news of Jesus Christ, crucified and risen, spreads from person to person. We each share our experiences. We are those folks that Jesus is talking about when he says, Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have come to believe. We have not seen in the way that Mary saw or the way that the disciples saw. We know that Jesus has ascended But he has not left us empty. He has breathed new life into his community. He has given the Holy Spirit to us. It is the Holy Spirit that inspires the author of our gospel to write the saving deeds of Jesus so that we may come to believe.
that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and through believing we may have life in his name. It is the Holy Spirit that gives life to our worship and gives us the grace and peace to go out into the world and to spread the good news and then to invite people back into the church. We do this not because we worry about there's not enough people in the pews. We do this not because we worry about the bottom line. We do this because we invite them into the church because here in this place is a community of believers and a community of people that have faith and fear and doubts. Jesus still comes to us, giving us peace with outstretched hands and says, see and believe. He comes to us when we gather as a community in our prayers to study the scriptures. He comes to us and says, touch through the oil of anointing, taste through bread and wine of Eucharist, be cleansed through the water of baptism. We share our stories of Jesus and we invite people to church because we know that when we gather as a community that Jesus comes to us again and again. That Christ through our worship, through our prayers, through our bread and wine shared, through our holy oils is revealed to us again and again and we are saved. So today, we join with Mary, with Thomas the Believer, with all the disciples, and we stand with the church, and we continue our Easter proclamation. We continue declaring the forgiveness of sins, and we say again and again and again, Alleluia, Christ is risen, the Lord is risen indeed, Alleluia. Amen.